the most audible. Holy applause. Like Welcome to LA Dagger's Potable! The Boston Celtics podcast here on The Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sam Jam Packard. I call myself a professional Celtics fan. No one else really does. Uh, but I'm joined, as always, by uh, Celtics beat reporter, the kid, the god, El Nino himself, Jay King, live from his apartment, uh, parts unknown. Somerville. Oh, Somerville. I mean, I know exactly where it is. I just didn't want to blow up your spot, but I could, I could literally give your address right now. Uh, I'd prefer you did it, but yeah, Somerville. Yes. So we are coming today for the <laughs> second time this week because two reasons. Danny Ainge had a conference call with the media and it really some riveting stuff that came out of there. Um, so we'll discuss that. And then you, the great listeners, have called in and left voicemails, questions for us, just lengthy diatribes against our uh, us. And so we're going to be responding to those in the second half. And But first, Jay... You were on the Danny Ainge conference hall. For some reason, uh, the guy who calls himself a professional sports fan um, did not get the invite to the Danny Ainge conference call. So that's, that's a uh, shame. That's a true shame. Yeah, I'm uh, realizing that I'm just not on the Celtics like media list, almost like they don't think of me uh, as such. But you were there, um, and it seemed thrilling uh, as you described it in your uh, tweets. It was so thrilling. It was. I mean, he didn't say much. He went on about how the Celtics are preparing for the draft. The draft might get moved back. Breaking news. Ooh, till when? According to Danny Ainge, I don't know, but it might get moved back. They're having three or four virtual calls a week to prepare for draft prospects right now, which is weird, but guess how got to do things these days. They, the, the funniest part, and I wish he would be open about who it actually was. He said some players are tougher to reach during the quarantine than others. <laughs> so if, if if we had to guess... Wild speculation, I think Rob Williams. I would guess Robert Williams could be tough to reach. Maybe... Although there was footage of him handing out uh, supplies and stuff to his local community, I think, down there. He's in from Louisiana, right? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, so who, who, what, let's, let's power rank probably the toughest to reach. Well, Rob Williams is far away. Um... Yeah, Robert Williams has to be number one. It depends on the people who like moved or are still in the Boston area. I think that even though it's like all virtual now, I still think that would have a have an impact. And I don't, I don't personally, I haven't tracked the movements of the players, um, but I don't know. Yeah, I I'm bet. trying to think of like the public guy. Like we know exactly where Enos Cantor is at all times. Jalen and Taco and like Grant are all like kind of on social media. We've seen them. Tatum's doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, I guess we haven't really heard from Kemba, but I don't feel like uh, if the Celtics reached out, he wouldn't respond. Yeah, I, I feel like most guys are probably pretty good about it. I I would argue Poirier. Poirier's been playing a lot of Call of Duty. I don't I don't know about <laughs> about Poirier. Vinny's not giving a call back. <laughs> He's v- too busy. Vinny Vinny skipping Zoom call pants. I don't know. <laughs> that was terrible. That was like so that. bad. That was awful. Oh, not good. I'm pretty sure Shemi is probably pretty good about all this stuff. He's, Do you think Danny Ainge was just like calling out one guy? Like Jalen Brown's been off the map this whole time. No, I'm not Jalen. What about Cantor's been been podcasting too much with uh, with Forsberg? Who else? What else did Danny Ainge say though? I don't know. I don't. I, now we're just entering uh, wild speculation. Let's uh, 
focus. Danny Ainge also said he has a uh, hope that the season might return this year. Uh, both he and Wick, I think, have said that. Um, it didn't really seem he gave great reason why. It's just because he prefers to be an optimist, right? Yeah, I mean, Ainge, like everybody else, knows nothing right now. <laughs> because, I mean, nobody knows how this is going to unfold. Nobody Shit, knows. Ainge is going on Corrales' podcast because he doesn't have enough stuff to do right now. Yeah, Ainge, Ainge wants, he wants golf to return in a big way. That was actually how he kicked off his conference call, was demanding the Massachusetts governor <laughs> reopen the golf courses. So that, that might be his top concern right now. Reopen the golf courses for Danny Ainge. Yeah, it sounds like the just the rest of the organization is doing their work on, I guess, researching players as much, much as possible. But it's no surprise that like their lives are as uh, shut down as our respective lives because there's literally no basketball going on. It should be the playoffs right now, but there's not. But it, it's nice of the Celtics to, you know... Talk to the media once every two weeks. Give us. Uh, Ainge also took to a, took a about. dig at Jason Tatum for not having a basketball hoop. That's fair. Also, yeah. was, I think he was making fun of him online for not having a basketball hoop. But at this point, he probably could have had one uh, installed. You know, well, he did. He did say he did tell someone he ordered one. Ainge ordered one for Tatum, or Tatum ordered one. No, for No, Tatum ordered one for Tatum. Well, good on Tatum. That's personal responsibility. I think he said that on some podcast, not ours, though. So I won't. I won't. <laughs> not cite our podcast. It. All right. Clearly, the uh, Danny Ainge interview was uh, thrilling. He also apparently made fun of the reporters for being uh, bad at asking questions. But literally, he actually said horrible. Well, there's nothing to talk about, so I don't blame you and your reporter uh, class for having. Well, like, what do you want to ask Danny Ainge right now? Is there anything you could have asked? Did you ask any questions on the phone call, Jay? I asked zero questions. Yeah, you don't seem like a group phone call question asking kind of guy. That's that's not my style. What's the point? Never, ha- never has been, never will be. What's the point? I don't know. Sometimes oh, get a good zinger in. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's just not a lot going on, and nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything, and, including us. And so that's why we turn to you guys. Uh, we don't know what the question should be anymore. We're just uh, pounding our heads against the wall. So we turn to the listener gods uh, to ask us questions. And this is our first time doing this, uh, so we're going to give it a shot. But here is the first one. Jay, we have get a voicemail excited. line. To tell them the voicemail number. Oh, my God. You put me on the spot. I think it's 857-301-9093. Yeah, that's some good memory. Yeah, if you want to call good. in, call in 857-301-9093. I love doing the radio guy voice. But here we go. First voicemail. Yeah, hi. It's Sparty here. Uh, I got a question for Brant Williams. Uh, I want to know if uh, he thinks it's more advantageous to trade four <laughs> cards into the bank to get one resource back or three with a fellow player. Thanks. Bye. That's good friend Sparty, one of the most handsome men on the internet. You probably, I don't know if you know him, Jay, but he's a he's a great guy. Four cars in the, what, is he, what, what was that question? That was a Settlers of Catan reference that went way over your head. Uh, and I was lost <laughs> out here. I thought it was probably a Simpsons reference. No, no, that was a Settlers of Catan reference. And the uh, you can either exchange four cards for any other card with the bank, or you can trade uh, lesser cards sweet, with your uh, opponents. Bro. Yeah, so I would say I usually uh, like to trade cord, four cards to the bank because I don't like to help out my opponent at all. It's a, you know, it's a it's a grueling world out there, very dangerous. So, but I can't answer for Grant. Grant doesn't uh, respond to my uh, DMs on Instagram, asking him to play Catan online. So, I don't know. I can't get Grant's answer, even though we're podcast teammates, even though we're on the same feed. Grant just plays me like that. It's disappointing. Next voicemail. Yeah, I've I've got something to say. Oh, you got something to say? I'll pause the voicemail. Look at that. Technology. I got something to say. We we may have 
we may have overrated Robert Williams in the power rankings. I, Why I is just, that? I just briefly hopped on Instagram. He's got a, a photo of thirty foot training rope, and the <laughs> the other day, the other day he had a photo of him in the gym, uh, like like lifting weights in the gym. Looked like he had a little home gym rocking. So Robert Williams, he may be shooting down those power rankings in a good way. To be fair, though, I think Robert Williams could be staying in shape and be in the gym working on his basketball game, but still ignore the Celtics calls or just not talk to them. I think that there's is like fair. A, there's, a world does exist. That is, I mean, that is absolutely a fair, fair world. If he was really the Tom Lord, by the way, he'd fast forward <laughs> through this bullshit era we're living in. If he was really the Time Lord, he should have given us a warning that this was coming. My God. All right. Next voicemail. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Jay? This is uh, Matthew from San Diego, and I got a two-part question. First and foremost, I hope you and your family are, are uh, staying safe and healthy at this time. Um, first safe. part is going to be, what do you think the Thank Celtics you, are going to do this offseason? Um, what's a fun answer to this, and what do you logically think that Danny Ainge is going to do? And part two is, I need you to oust the corny member of Celtics media on that phone call the other day. Thanks. Ooh, ooh, I like this. First of all, thank you for wishing my family well. We're we're doing okay, hanging in there for now. Uh, second, I'll I'll out the the Celtics corner. Name names. Corrales. Asking you to name John Corrales. Oh, not surprising whatsoever. No As wonder corny, he's, he's he blowing playing, off his Ainge interview. He started playing Frank Sinatra music because we were waiting for a little while, like it was on hold. Bro, nobody wants to listen to Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Play me some. Corrales does. What do you want to listen some, to? Some good Meek rap. Mill? If you're gonna play any, <laughs> yeah, Meek Mill would have been a, a a good choice. Would have got us pumped up, pumped up for that conference call. Instead, we were listening to fucking Frank Sinatra, and and everybody. It was just corny jokes, just corny jokes left and right. The I, I was infuriated just listening to my colleagues. Honestly, I love. I'm just them. glad you didn't open the phone call going, "What's up, motherfuckers." No, I'm just trying to imagine you're like the conference call is a kind of imitating the normal dynamic and that that's your energy in the normal dynamic. And so with that silenced <laughs> on a conference call, the real corniness rises to the top. And Corrales wasn't the only one, but he's the only one I'll name because I, I like I like publicly giving him shit. Um, the other question is what the Celtics do this offseason. When does that offseason even begin? OK, I think I'm going to make a couple predictions. One max contract. Max extension for Tatum. Oh, yeah, buddy. Two Gordon Hayward opts out, signs a longer-term deal. Three, they trade up in the draft. Trade. Ooh, trade they do have a number of draft package picks. Package their picks to trade up. And I don't think they'll be able to trade up like super high, but they'll trade up in the draft, try to consolidate some of those picks, and... Who's who's going to be like their mid-level addition? Well, here's a question about they give so you give Tatum that extension. Do you like do you really want to sign Hayward long term because soon then you're going to have Jalen at crazy money, Kemba at crazy money, and Tatum at crazy money? Like what? Well, Tatum are really and expecting Hayward to take a discount. Tatum and Jalen are they're still on like their second contract, so it's not like ginormous. Um, and then it's still the other, like a lot of money it takes up well, a lot of cap the, space. The other part of that is that's just owner money, and whatever. Like the Celtics aren't going to get; they're not going to clear up cap space if Gordon Hay- if they let Gordon Hayward go. 
It's just they're not going to have much cap space. And there aren't this free agency class sucks. So I know, but I guess I'm not talking for this year. I'm talking like two years from now, three years from now. How long term a deal are you signing Gordon Hayward to? Like at, at some point, does that like try to make it three contract? or four? So the, is the are the third and fourth years of Gordon Hayward's contract then worth it? I, it's like I don't know. I'm no, know enough about the cap to speculate about what that salary is, but I just it think still seems like a lot of money. Like two years from now to be paying what 33 year old Kemba Walker that then the max extensions will have kicked in for both Tatum and Brown. I mean, absolutely a lot of money. Uh, but I think Tatum has gotten good enough to at least like open up possibilities of of big things, big dreams for the Celtics. So you got to keep your talent level as high as high as you can while you can do it. And I don't see another way for them to replenish that talent level of Gordon Hayward without keeping him because free agent class sucks. Um, they don't have as many trade chips as they used to. And it even when they did have trade chips, like they didn't always use them. So so I, I, I would argue keeping Hayward is the most logical explanation or the most logical outcome for this summer fair enough yeah uh, do you guys think that uh dino raj's career would have been different if it had pronounced dino <laughs> like in dinosaur <laughs> you know because then he could have had like endorsement deals and stuff and like they could call him the dunkasaurus or like the the blockasaurus you know if he'd been dino raja instead of dino <laughs> just a thought that is an all-time voice. Do we have a name on that voicemail? No, no. All all voicemails are anonymous. But there was so the other guy said Matthew. There this this one preferred to be anonymous. <laughs> preferred to be anonymous. I do think Dino Raja has a different career in the NBA. I think Dino Raja is like a seven-time All-Star. <laughs> Di- I mean, Di- yeah, a name a name really kind of makes the player sometimes. Like Shea Gildress Alexander is like fifty percent name. I mean, Dino Raja is a Hall of Famer, by the way. Is he Which actually, is, or is that like a... He is a legitimate Hall of Famer. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I thought it was bonkers until they read his resume, and his overseas resume is insane. He must have won like 40 titles. <laughs> like 40? <laughs> like that what man won, was he playing in? won so many. They might have started calling him Dino when he went back overseas because he won a lot of titles. <laughs> But I mean, oh. Dino, Dino Raja on the Raptors would have been special. Ooh, wow, that's brand synergy right there. That's Dino, awesome. Dino Raja, <laughs> that was an all-time <laughs> voicemail. I know this is our first first day ever that's with the voicemail, stuff. but that's 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 a Hall of Fame voicemail. That is the Dino Raja of voicemail. <laughs> Hi, I just wanted to call in to ask who your favorite Celtics player of all time is, and then who your least favorite Celtics player of all time. Ooh, Packer. Packer, we'll leave it to you. Favorite Celtics player of all time? Uh, I don't know. uh, I think it might be Marcus Smart at this point. Just because I've definitely paid a lot more attention once they started letting me come to games. And so, like, the most engaged I've been in with the Celtics is basically in his tenure. Um, And so, I think he overcomes Paul Pierce and possibly Isaiah Thomas in there for favorite of all time. Uh, Jay, are you allowed to answer this question if you're uh, going to remain objective as a member of the media? Favorite? Uh, I mean, what I, when I was growing up, Paul Pierce was my favorite. He he was definitely my favorite Celtic. My favorite player was Grant Hill. 
I loved. Grant oh yeah, Hill. I lived for you. Grant were, Hill, you were man. player over team, man. You were just a Grant Hill. No, addict. no, no. I was a huge Celtics fan. Like some of my first memories are watching like Xavier McDaniel on the Celtics. So I, I was a huge Celtics fan. I used to do the Antoine Walker shimmy in like middle school games. There was one one game I tweeted about this the other day, but I literally like the first technical I ever got. I was in like fifth grade, and I'd seen Antoine Walker do this, so I decided I'd do it too. I didn't disagree with the call, and I grabbed the ball from the ref and just high knee down the court. <laughs> so I I was a huge Antoine Walker, Paul Pierce guy when I was younger. So yeah, do you have a least favorite Celtic? Um, the first name that came to mind was Ray for the Friends. But I just that was like an irrational hatred of a big goofy white guy, because um, I don't really remember a lot from the Rafe LaFrenz era. Probably Mark Blount. Mark Blount was a waste. Yeah, he wasn't great. Yeah, Mark um, Mark Blount had to be had to be the one. I wasn't a big Jared Sullinger guy. Uh, I liked him per, like uh, he was affable, but I uh, just didn't really like his uh, his game that much. But that's I don't know. That feels like an ugly attack at this point. Forget I said that. Sorry, Jared Sullinger. You're, you're a wonderful <laughs> human being. <laughs> Moving on. Dino Raja. So haircuts are an important part of the Celtics team <laughs> culture. I know the Auerbach Center has got a couple of barber chairs. What do you think the players' haircut strategy is going to be during quarantine? Will they Ooh. try cutting their own or just grow it out and wait for barbershops to open back up? And do you think Marcus can braid his own hair into a shamrock? Thanks, guys. That's a good question. That is a very good question. It very much depends on who they are quarantining with. Because what if they're quarantining with their barber? Barber. I know a lot of these guys have like barbers who are like in their entourage. What if they just need a fresh lineup and they're just like in the house with them? Yeah. I'm trying to think of social media. I don't even like notice anyone like, wow, that guy's got noticeably long hair right now. I know I need a haircut. I know I look like an asshole. Uh, Tatum. Tatum has, if you look on his Instagram stuff, he's always wearing a hat these days. No, that might be the reason. So. He, he's he's sometimes a hack guy anyway, but he's I'm, a big time post game hack guy, and he's he's always got the fresh hairline. You know, like he's always got the fresh cut. So th- this could be a tough time for him. This this could this could really. The I real mean, question is, what is Gordon Hayward doing? My God, that guy. The hair is very important. Does he still gel it? Like if he has nowhere to go, what if he comes back as high school Hayward or college Hayward Ooh. with like the goofy hair? Just like a bowl cut, that would be like his redemption story. Everyone would love it. Not that people dislike him now, but my God, if he came back as the goofy looking bowl cut guy from uh, Butler, that'd be fantastic. If you were him, would that be your move? Yeah, why not? I mean, I it's I feel like he has to rebel against. Uh, he's living in the house with four children. I don't think he's just gaming a bunch. I feel like he. He's just got to do something different. I don't know. I I would grow out the super long hair if I was Gordon. Just like uh, really, really go wild with it. Who's got the worst hair on the Celtics roster right now, do you think? The worst hair? That's a good question. Who's someone who just like doesn't care at all about physical appearance? Who's I the bet, ugliest I bet member? Brad, <laughs> I bet Brad Wanamaker just doesn't care right now. He's just I, I chilling, don't, doing I don't feel nothing. like he cares as much as a lot of his teammates do about like what he wears and stuff like that. He he's he's a well enough dressed guy. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not shitting on Brad Wanamaker here. But I just don't feel like he's he's quarantining and being like, you know what? I'm I'm concerned with how my hair looks <laughs> on this Zoom conference call with Ken Jung. I think that's that's a fair point. Yeah, what are, what are these conference calls that are happening? That's a I completely forgot about that story. Who They're are these getting... the Celtics meeting with? Mark Wahlberg? 
LL Cool J, Myron Roll. What uh, does LL Cool Ken J Jones? have to teach the Celtics about anything? I was in deep blue sea. Like, what is where, where does where's the where's the educational value of the LL Cool J Zoom call? I'm not sure you need an educational value. Sometimes <laughs> it's just, just enter, it's purely entertainment value. Yeah, probably right. Like, like just I, I mean, when when they first when the Celtics first started Zoom calls, Stevens said he wanted to just like have the guys continue communicating with each other, and it gives them something to talk about. You know, like fuck, LL Cool J was on. Let, it's it's something to talk about with your teammates. It's something to bring you closer together, maybe. And my, I mean, Myron Roll has an awesome story. I don't know if you know his story. He He's was in the NFL as a doctor now, right? He was a Florida State football player, like incredible football player, defensive back at Florida State. Would have been probably a first or second round draft pick, but went to Oxford for a year. Oxford University became a Rhodes Scholar before coming back to the NFL. Played like three years in the NFL, but never really played or was like on practice squad or whatever, then became a doctor. He works at Mass General now and is in the COVID unit, even though he's a neurosurgeon. Oh, wow. That's wild. Yeah. So some of the, some of the, the guys on there are like have really inspirational stories and really like timely stories, at least Myron Roll does. That's fair, Jay. I thank you for uh, responding to my inherent uh, and natural cynicism. You, you've convinced me. My, that, that's my pleasure. I'll, Marcus yeah, Smart, I, no, Marcus Smart. He can do a lot of things. He can operate his own hair. No, his uh, absolutely not. There's just no way he can do it. Nope. But we'll see. Hi, Jay and Jam. It's Liv. Um, I was just wondering if you had direct contact to Gordon Hayward to tell him to check his DMs. I've been trying to get in touch with him. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Oh, Liz wants. A piece Liv of lives Gordon in the DMs. Hayward. She doesn't know he's maybe coming not. back as Nerd Gordo. Uh, maybe she prefers Nerd Gordo. Who knows? If Gordon That's would true. respond to his DMs, Gordon, I assume you're listening. Check your DMs. Even people you don't follow, you know? Sometimes people are in there. Gordon, you're married, man. Stay strong. <laughs> Hello, this is Ricardo Ijon from Laredo, Texas. Big Celtics fan for a long time. Um, do you guys think if IT would have played with Gordon Hayward, would have made it to the finals at least? made it to the finals during that run. And I just want to say IT was a better Celtic than Kyrie ever was. Thank you. Woo, wow. Spicy take there at the end that the Celtics fans preferred uh, IT to Kyrie. I like that. But I like uh, we have fans in Texas. That's dope. I like that a lot, actually. Um, I don't think that's a spicy take. How is that a spicy take? Uh, it wasn't a spicy take at all. I was being a dickhead. Cool. Um. (laughs) (laughs) But the question is, say the Kyrie trade doesn't happen, but they still sign Gordon Hayward. So it's IT, uh, Gordon Hayward, the the kids, and Al Horford. Does that team make the finals? They still have to play against LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. (laughs) LeBron James. Uh, So, okay. So in this theoretical world... (laughs) In this theoretical world, is Tatum on the team? So, like, IT just stays healthy and plays with yeah. Gordon Hayward the next year? And Tatum and Brown. And Tatum and Brown and Horford. And Jay Crowder, because if, if IT's Crowder. not traded, Crowder's around, too. Yeah, I think they— I don't know. I think uh, they, can, I think does they, that team beat, like, LeBron James and Kyrie Irving still on the Cavs, presumably? That team would have been really tough to stop offensively with Isaiah. Because they were—I mean, the previous year, 
with without Tatum and without Hayward, they were seventh in offense, I think. And like they would have been really, really tough to stop if Hayward had been healthy. If Hayward had been healthy that year, even without Kyrie, without IT, they probably go to the finals. Like Hayward was an all star at that point. And so I, I think I think, yeah, I think I mean that team was like a few minutes away from the finals anyway. Yeah. Right. Without so, Hayward, without So if Hayward is healthy and IT is healthy, then yeah, they're going to the finals. Another another succinct point from Jay. No, I think that makes sense. Like they were, they didn't have Hayward at all, and they still got that far. So just adding Hayward, whatever kind of decrease in talent you think you uh, Kyrie to Isaiah. Some would argue that there is none, but I'm going to say that Kyrie's a better player. But he didn't play either. Um, so yeah, I think the team would be so much better. Um, but I don't know. We can't can't really uh, deal with yesteryear because it uh, it already happened. But thanks for the question. <laughs> yeah. Hi, this is a friendly caller from Alston. I was wondering, um, is the Kool-Aid man the liquid or the glass? I would really like to know. Thanks so much. Bye. Strong question. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Now, so that man burst through your wall, J. King, right now. The giant wall in your bedroom that is just like a fabric of a basketball court. Kool-Aid man burst through the wall. Is the Kool-Aid man the juice? Or is he the glass container? He's everything, man. What are you talking about? He's all-encompassing? He's both? You can't have one without the other? Yeah. Nah, I think he's the juice, man. That's just how he's he's transported. He's transported his body. Like That's that's like our blood is part of us. Our our skin is part of us. Like, everything we are is part of us. Yeah, but, so, but if you pour that Kool-Aid into a glass, is it still the Kool-Aid, man? No, then it's just a fucking glass of Kool-Aid. What if you pour the entirety of the glass into another glass that can contain him? Then it, then it's a Kool-Aid man inside a glass. Oh, so the Kool-Aid man is just liquid. The is, Kool-Aid oh, man the- is everything. <laughs> no, I'm saying it doesn't need to be the glass. The Kool-Aid man can exist all like in any sort of thing that can contain Disagree. the Kool-Aid Disagree. That's man. like when, when you take our blood out of us and put it in someone else, that's not us. That's, that's our blood in someone else. All right, but you just... But our like, blood so- is part of us. See what I'm saying? No, because the blood is saying? not. Our blood can be in somebody else, but when our blood is in us, it's it's part of us. This is this is highly f- philosophical from the kid. No, because the blood I does like not like define us. Our as well essence. As yeah, no, you're way off base here, dude. No, it's no, no, no I'm, I'm right. Close. I'm you're, right. Say you pour the Kool Aid Man into a cooler cup. Is the cooler cup be- then become Kool Aid Man? No, that's a different Kool Aid person. Oh, so it's created new life. Is the old Kool-Aid man dead? If, Every time if, you pour out Kool-Aid, new, you're murdering the Kool-Aid man? If the new glass if the new glass can walk, then yeah, like like that's of like Of course it can walk. It's getting the whole Kool-Aid man poured into it. Like if if I cut myself, I may bleed, right? But inside of me is still still me. <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to sell this debate. Uh, please just tell Jay how wrong he is on Twitter uh, if you're listening to this. It's just seems so obvious to me, but um, no, I don't think thing. we're ever going to come. I'm ever going to convince you. So we'll, we'll keep it. This is the whole thing. Hey, Jay and Jam, Elliot from Virginia here. I'm curious for your thoughts on this for the pod. Um, which current Celtic would be most likely to win that McDonald's challenge that Jay tried to do a few weeks ago? Um, obvious answer would probably be Ennis Canner, given his cheat day meals, but, um, I would put my money on Grant Williams. Interested in hearing your thoughts. Hang up and listen. 
I think they would all have a way better chance than you. Well, not Kemba. He's smaller. But anyone like bigger than you, I think the, the size matter. My first thought was Taco. Uh, it wouldn't be like normal food to him. Yeah. F- first of all, nobody's doing it. If I can't do it, nobody <laughs> can. I'm the greatest eater in New England. Second of all, Marcus Smart is always the answer. No matter what stupid competition you have, Marcus Smart is always the answer. That's bullshit. They're they like they excel at basketball. You also play basketball, but they have clearly demonstrated that they're way better than you at things that require some sort of uh, physical strength and uh, being in shape. And so, uh, I think it would have to be someone involved in the Celtics. Hey, what's up? Thought I'd come in with a question a little different. I was wondering who you guys would like to see the Patriots go after in the NFL draft tonight. If you had any specific names that you guys are interested in, so. I got nothing. I know. I got zero Patriot takes. I think it's funny that Gronk is in Tampa Bay um, because clearly he just likes to party and Bill Belichick doesn't. No, it's Tampa Bay. It's not a party Um, town. It's more party town than Foxborough, Massachusetts. Foxboro, yeah. They got beaches there. He can be a wrestler. I don't know. I don't have any many takes about uh, the NFL draft. I don't think I know more than five, if that, college football players. So they should draft a, a running back, right? That's what really works in the pros these days. A real bell cow of a running back. But let's tone it down with your stupid sarcasm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, baby. I didn't mean. <laughs> Give me that. your Patriots takes. Uh, my, my take is that I'm a Buccaneers fan now. Oh, of course. I'm a Buccaneers. fan How could you now. not? No. Be? Okay. So people, people, some people on Twitter got mad at me the other day because I said I think I'm a Buccaneers fan now. That's. Dumb. I don't get that take. I don't get that take. Like, would it have been better if Tom Brady stayed in New England? Yeah. Will I root for the Patriots above any other team? Of course. But. I don't blame Tom Brady for leaving. Being in New England, like playing for Bill Belichick, that shit is hard. Playing with the wide receivers he had around him, that shit is hard. Wanting to play for a different coach. He brought you so much joy as a fan. And just like, for that reason, you just should root for him wherever he goes. Because it'll be cool to see like a guy that has done so much for you as a fan just like succeed and he'll be happy. I don't know. I've had so much experience having fun watching t- uh, Tom Brady succeed that the idea of like watching him succeed somewhere else wouldn't also be fun for me. Doesn't make any sense. I will say this though: being a Patriots fan kind of like like takes you away from reality. Like right now, I actually think they're still going to be really good. Like for some reason, I think. Oh yeah, I mean, I would prefer the Patriots to defeat Tom Brady and Gronk in the Super Bowl. Like that would be the ideal. What, what's happening? For but, some reason, like like I'm, you know, like I can't control. The that. Patriots have made me delusional enough to think that they're still going to win like twelve games, and Jarrett Stidham's going to be like a competent quarterback. They probably are. They play in the AFC East, bro. The Jets aren't going to do anything. You can't respect the Jets or the Bills or the Dolphins. Yeah, it's a sick joke. Yeah, but it, I mean. Brady, so Brady you want and Gronk, and I think it's cool. Like, it's cool that Gronk just he didn't want to play for anyone else, any other quarterback. Like, he would rather just enjoy his life. If Tom Brady had been in New England, he obviously didn't want to play for Belichick anymore. But he would have rather just like been in the WWE or whatever if Tom Brady was in New England and not played for any other quarterback. And then Tom went to Tampa, and he was like, you know what? I'll go catch passes from from my beloved friend. And I I respect that. And I'm looking forward to seeing them 
pair up and I think there's a chance they're both washed and it won't work out well but I would much rather see them both just tear it up and get trounced by the Patriots in the Super Bowl Jarrett Stidham MVP fair enough you heard it you heard it here so that's who we think they should draft no they should draft uh who they should they should trade up and draft Joe Burrow the old guy. Oh, what's they should face? trade like nine first-round picks and draft Joe Burrow. You know why? Because he's got a hell of a basketball stroke. Did you see Joe Burrow said Does he, he could score 12 points in an NBA game, 12 to 15 points in an NBA game? No, but like, isn't he pretty tall and athletic? Like, I, I kind of He averaged like that. 18 or 19 points per game in high school, and he's got a beautiful, beautiful outside shooting stroke. He said put him on LeBron's team and he'll score 12 to 15 oh, points. Just shooting threes. I would like to see that. The they should draft that guy. I, He's quite confident, young I man. I think the Celtics should draft Joe Burrow. <laughs> He'd Why solve not, the man? bench scoring for issue. Danny Ainge and the Blue Jays. Maybe. Yeah. Who would you rather have take a big shot, Romeo Langford or Joe Burrow? Romeo. I just I, I like Romeo, but uh, I don't know. Grant Williams That's or a Joe good Burrow. question. People people can debate. Next question. <laughs> hey Jay, uh, saw your tweet. Wanted to call in. Something that's uh, been bugging me as a Celtics fan, especially with all of the retro games being played back to 2008 and all the disrespect that's been going on their name, especially Paul Pierce over the years. Just wanted to see if you guys would talk about kind of the, how different it would be if they won that second ring in Game 7. And also a little sidetrack there that I thought of was uh, how different it would be for Rasheed Wallace's career if he ended up being the Game 7 hero and getting another ring in Boston. Thanks, guys. Well, I like this alternate universe where Rashid Wallace is Game 7 hero. Hey, I mean, I think Jared went back and looked, like, watched those games, and he said Rashid Wallace played his ass off on defense uh, during that Game 7. So I do like the universe where that kind of worked out and Pau Gasol just didn't dominate everything. But in terms of legacy, so many things change. Uh, rings matter a lot in the NBA. It is the entire purpose of uh, why they play the games, and like it's a huge uh, thing for reputation-wise. I definitely think it gives... I don't really know if it changes KG's reputation because he's just so oh, great and like was the best player in the game uh, at one point in time. But... But I think, but I think it does way more for Paul Pierce's career than it does for KG. Is what I'm trying to say. Is that like it elevates everyone who's involved in winning that ring, of course. But for just like ultimate figures, it has the biggest impact for Pierce because I think Pierce. I don't really think he gets disrespected, but they people can say, "Oh, he only won one." Um, but it doesn't really like define the that three year period where they had they basically could have won all of them, and it's just so much easier to be like, "I had like two over one." Um, it feels like where P- Pierce needs that just because he was never like the best player in the game more than Carnett does. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I think that's fair. And I, I think the other part of that is if they win one of those, either in 09 or 2010, it takes away from Kobe Bryant. It takes, oh, yeah. it takes one away from Kobe Bryant. I think his career would be looked at. And if you take both of those away from Kobe, if he only wins with Shaq, that is totally different. And I think the the big what if from those years is KG's injury because 2000. Yeah, no, in 09 is their 09 team was wild, like so the best probably version of that team was the 09, like early in the season. Yeah, 09 was 
that was no no when that yeah, team was better than the 08 back. team i think as long as KG yeah i mean healthy. if they had the potential to completely stop if they won all three and completely stop kobe then that's just uh changes so much about kobe's reputation because then kobe becomes uh discussions like oh he couldn't win without shaq um it's just wild how much like championships swing things really in terms stupid. of just like reputations and players um the why it's stupid but it like makes sense um in terms of, like that is the goal that is like why but but when you think about it it really is the so money and the treatment that they do is because they're supposed to deliver but it's 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 so to me like the rings discussion is too much sometimes and i say that because like kobe was no matter what kobe was an incredible player one of the best players ever a ruthless competitor like perfect footwork a guy who spent a ridiculous put in a ridiculous amount of hours to master his craft in a way that nobody else did and still people people yeah but i'm not talking about how it should be i'm talking about how it is i'm saying people's people's view of him like you're right the greatness should be people's view of him changed because like ron artest and Derek fisher hit two big threes in the fourth quarter of game seven you know like Oh, I'm not like advocating that, saying, it, that like, it should be the way in which we evaluate things. It. And when when in reality, like all those guys are just so fucking good, in, including Kobe. I, I think there's too much on rings. I think there's too much on rings. And I get it. And sometimes sometimes I'll be the one who's like, oh, no, they want a fucking ring. He won a ring. He won two rings. He won three rings. He won an MVP. Bob Bob Cousy deserves an M, uh, number one season ever because of this one random thing. I mean, MVP is different. MVP, most valuable player in the league. I mean, bro. You, know, so you don't know. Most valuable was, player. In the so league. that's just a beacon of uh, correct. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Next question. Hey, guys. I'm just wondering what should we do as a fan base when Tatum decides to sign up the Lakers in 2023? Should we pillage the city of LA? Should we. Village the city of Boston? Should we do both? Should we quit basketball altogether? Just trying to think of how I should handle this catastrophic situation that's coming up in three years. Thanks. Did he say when Tatum signs with the Lakers? This guy seemed, yeah, but it mostly seemed like he wanted to pillage a city. He was bi-coastal in his willingness to pillage. Uh, I don't think Tatum's going to sign with the Lakers. He's made it seem like it was uh, inevitable, but I think Jason Tatum is like the Celtics will do whatever, like max extension, whatever he wants. He has the potential to be one of those type of guys who delivers a championship. And so I think Jason Tatum has shown no signs that he's not happy in Boston. And I think the Celtics organization, because he is that talented, because he could potentially be that level of superstar, they'll do whatever it takes to keep him in Boston. And so I just don't see him leaving i don't know it's don't, too it, early to worry about i don't think this. it's he happening he still has one more year left on yeah, his rookie bro. contract but this guy wants to pillage he hasn't even he's not even extension eligible yet let's tone it down with the pillage. let's just <laughs> enjoy the jalen brown and jason tatum era for however many years it's here and both those guys should be celtics for a long time i'm all for pillaging though no i'm not <laughs> I'm not Big all for, I'm not all for pillaging, but what's up guys? Just want to get you guys' take on Brad Wanamaker. He's a free agent after the season. Most of the time after the all-star break he spent as our backup point guard with Kemba out. I thought he did pretty solid filling in there. Just want to get you guys' take. What do you think? Do you think we resign? Do you think we let him walk? He's the only guy only guy is a free agent after the season. So 
just want to get you guys' take on that. Thanks. Brad Wanamaker talk. I love it. Well, Brad yep. Wanamaker specific question. I uh, do they keep him? I don't know. Perhaps he's very like reliable and steady. I feel like Brad. There's like Brad Stevens enjoys that. Yeah. How much more of an upgrade can you get for your third point guard? And here's the thing about Brad Wanamaker too. Like he's a sturdy veteran presence for a team that has a lot of like young young dudes. Like really really that's a really really young bench when you look at you know Grant Williams, Romeo Langford, um, oldest guy in the locker room, Brad Wanamaker. Brad Wanamaker. Yeah, right? and he, he's been a, even though he he's only been in the NBA two years, he's been a pro for a long long time. So I think I think that matters. I think you know moving forward, Celtics may just get younger. They have three first round draft picks coming up, and like if you keep all them rookies, all of them guys on rookie contracts, you're going to need some sturdy guys. And Brad Wanamaker is a sturdy guy. He's a sturdy guy. So I wouldn't be surprised if they keep him. I wouldn't be surprised if they let him go. He's one of those guys who's like definitely helpful when he's on your team. Not totally irreplaceable. So. We'll see. All right, that's going to do it for voicemails uh, for today. If you want to leave a voicemail, please call the number 857-301-9093. We'll be doing this regularly. And so if you want to get your question answered, you can see you can talk about really pretty much anything. Uh, And we'll talk about it here on Anything is Potable. We're going to go out, Jay, with actually a a, a very big surprise treat. Um, Twitter user Funky underscore Celtics. Uh, has released a new song uh, called the Kemba Kemba Shuffle, Kemba Dance. I'm not sure, but uh, he asked me to, you know, hop in on some vocals. And so uh, I gladly helped out and we're going to debut the song right now. And Jay, I'd love to you have, have you a give song your opinion with who? on who? Uh, Twitter user Funky Celtics. You, you, I just, I just appeared you. on the track. He made the song. I'm just, uh, I added my vocals to the track because he, uh, he asked. All right. I, I, I don't know what you I'm ready, stepping Jay? into right here. Now was the time to take a chance to get on the phone to the Kimber dance. Kimber, cross over. Kimber, sit back. Kimber, spill it. Kimber, drive for them. Kimber, cross over. Kimber, step back. Kimber, spill it. Kimber, drive for them. Kimber, cross over. Kimber, step back. Feels like it's gonna be viral. Spill it. Kimber. This could be a hit. Step back. Kimba. Spin it. Kimba. Boston's moving to a new groove since Kimba Walker came Is that you saying Kimba? He's invited everybody on the park. Oh, yeah. Then he said, get off the bench, shake your hips, and move your feet. I know me, Kwani, and Jam have the handles. So oh, Kwani's on the track too. I forgot to mention. It was like this. Now is the time to take a chance to get on the floor to the Kimba dance. Kimba, cross over. Kimba, <laughs> this is Kimba. This is the peak of this podcast. Drop food in one. Kimba, the greatest moment in this podcast. Kimba, step back. Kimba, spin left. Kimba, drop food in one. Kimba, cross over. Kimba. goes on yeah, for but we're going to listen to it all. Make it stop. Drop for them
That was an experience. That was wonderful. That is a hot track. It was fantastic. I thought like, so I basically just yelled Kemba into the microphone a number of different times. Um, you could hear I tried a number of different vocal pitches. Uh, and then I just did some talking. Shout out to the riffs, man. Praise be. Um, but man, Funky Celtics came through with that one. That's better than all the voicemails put together. Maybe except the Dino Raja one. <laughs> Dino Raja was a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame voicemail. Let's be honest. So if any listeners out there have more music, uh, you can submit any audio file to us. Uh, you can email it to us or call 857-301-9093 if you want to be part of Anything is Potable. If you are a fan of Anything is Potable or have enjoyed Anything is Potable, please rate it five stars, subscribe, uh, do all those things that podcast hosts ask you to do because it actually it does help us, helps us grow our listeners, helps us uh Get paid for the, all the hard work that we do answering all the nonsense uh, that you guys call in. If you want to subscribe to The Athletic, uh, go to theathletic.com slash anything is potable. You'll get some sort of discount. I don't know. They're doing crazy things out Free there. Free trial the best these way. days. Free trial. That's the best way to read Jay King's work uh, covering the Celtics on The Athletic. Uh, but thank you guys for listening to this episode of Anything is Potable.